0: hello cup, and welcome back to another episode of the thai league central podcast i'm top back with the hosting duties as gian is having a cup of tea and enjoying his time in england zooming live with me here for this podcast it's just us for this one as we try to not cry and not get Mm. too sad over the state of thai football and really what happened over the past couple of weeks with the world cup qualifiers again how are you doing ah
1: not too well um with everything going on plus the thailand games it's been really tough to watch thailand this time i think we all had a lot of high expectations um Looking back on it, what kind of annoys me is the fact that we thought, oh, two wins and a draw, that's really doable. And then really how far we fell from that. Mm -hmm. And just the disparity, what we thought could happen and what happened is is kind of really disappointing.
0: Yeah, and and talking about the drop-off, we'll start with that one first. At the time of the recording, Thailand's FIFA rankings just came out and Thailand have dropped from 106 to 122. So talk about a chance to... You know, boost the nation into the top 100 for the first time in so many years. You know, I think two wins would have guaranteed that in, in this tournament, but unfortunately, no wins at all for Thailand, finishing fourth in the Group G. Gian, what went wrong?
1: Oh, God. I <laughs> mean, I think you did a much better piece than, than I could say in five minutes about what went wrong. Uh, you have a great piece up on the side about all the things that happened. Uh, and for me, though, what annoys me is that it feels like everything that went wrong was sort of self-inflicted. it's like a collection of unforced errors. I don't think we were outsmarted. We don't think we were outplayed by anybody. I think we just made a bunch of mistakes which made things harder for us. I think taking a 40, 45-man squad or whatever it was, having just to manage that whole squad with a small number of coaching staff made things harder for no reason. Um, I think... Yeah, like you mentioned about the media, it makes it, makes it harder for Nishino. I think his selections made it harder for himself, for sure. Um, sure, our players not being there, our key players, Sina Tiracine, not being there, made things harder for us. And at least one of those could have been easily avoided had he chosen not to you know, stay home. So it just feels like we didn't put our best self in, in the Middle East. And that's really frustrating as well.
0: Yeah, you talk about the, the disappointment of this entire campaign. And again, thanks for giving a shout out to my piece. Do check out, I think, first ever long written article about Thai football available on Thai League Central on what really happened uh, to, to this team. Anyways, back to back to the, the Thai squad, though. The, the first team, it's, it's a big concern, isn't it, Guillen? Because we've not seen Thailand... This low in in a while, in, in the last three, four years. You can almost make the argument that okay, back in 2018, Thailand didn't win the AFF Suzuki, but it was a freak penalty that Sak missed. You know, it was a, a one moment that, that could have changed the way our tournament went. You you looked at 2019, Nishino started brilliantly with, with getting two wins and, and a draw. And this team was was looking like a complete force when, when Thailand beat UAE. 2020, though, that year when when no games were, no international games were, were allowed to be played, and the long wait, and then the league being rescheduled, and so many different factors leading up to, to this tournament, it, it was almost a torment for Nishino to to prove all the, the doubt and all the, the hate wrong because he could have gone out there, did the sensible thing by just bringing 25, 26, 27 players, picking the Ooh. best available onto the, the starting 11. You know, the names like Jaron Sach, the names like Natwood, Saslak at left back, uh, making sure Pansa gets to start next to next to a beer. Like you pointed out, that was the, the best option to go with. So many different things could have could have been avoided. And all of a sudden, it was, like you mentioned, our own fault. It was Thailand's own fault of not dealing and not putting the national team in the best possible situation. And, and that frustrates me as well, again And another point I'd like to make is the, the, the off-field stuff with, with Nishino and how he's not really acted in a way that his supporters or or people in Thailand would would really follow along with his methods it's a different approach of how he does things off the field with the media with press conferences with so many different things of of how he just brands himself almost and I think that all these factors when you put it together it might be time to to say goodbye and, and look for someone new and and is there anything else you, you you want to add about the direction of Thai football over the past, you know, three, four years?
1: Yeah, so I'll I'll take that in two parts. Nishino part first, then th- Thai football more generally second. Uh, the thing about Nishino is that, I mean, Thai, Thai fans, or football fans in general, especially talking about international football, can have really short memories. And I think a lot of people who are really Nishino in uh, look at the last... AFC under 23 championships when he made some strange selections, sure, but they all worked out perfectly fine. And we did very well. We got out of the group stage. And we, I think we were two games away from the Olympics at that point. Uh, so things can, can go well when Nishino does his crazy tinkering. And the problem with looking at, you know, trying to judge a plan is you don't know if the plan worked until it's failed or succeeded. So then you're not really judging anything beyond the result, right? Like you think you're judging the plan Nishino made, but in reality, you're only judging the result. So, that being said, we're, we're, I think at some point the plans get so insane that Thai fans just get fed up. And I, I know that the, the people in the crowd are not the manager, but I think that they that they can see when the manager is really far off the mark. And that's the thing for Nishino, and, and uh, which I think makes it difficult for me to be a full Nishino-in supporter like I was, say, a week ago. I think now um, if he stayed, I wouldn't be upset if he left i wouldn't be upset and that's not because i'm like now nah, i don't i don't give i don't care anymore about thai football i do care i just don't know if changing the manager is going to create a, a big seismic shift that we want in time for the next qualifiers for the afc 2023 in china uh, thai fa more broadly needs to focus on the future we need to start looking multiple tournaments ahead and I don't think, because every time we change a manager, we lose a whole year of development. When we change Raya Vash, we lost the whole year with Sirisak just doing nothing. And I think if we do that again, the Thai FA needs to have a clear plan in mind of what kind of manager do you want? What kind of football do you want to play? Does that fit with what the youth teams do? Uh, I, I know the FA is getting a lot of heat now because of all the struggles that have been happening. Yes, the FA has its problems. Yes, it's a it's a deeply politicized organization, which nobody likes. But I think if you look at it in the in the wider picture, is the Thai FA that much worse than, than than the Vietnamese or the Malaysian FA? No, I really don't think so. I think the difference is that those two have committed to a certain way of playing and they're unashamed of it. Whereas the Thai FA, because they have such high expectations. When it starts going wrong, it starts immediately looking for something else, right? Okay, Ryabach went mildly wrong, right? Adesak missed the penalty. Now we have to completely undermine him and sack him after one AFC tournament game and not let him pick his best players from that squad. It's, I still believe that was the case. And I think the FA will always run into this problem if we keep changing managers frequently. That being said, is Nishino's job still savable? I honestly don't know.
0: I, I think I know. I think it's it's about time that he leaves. <laughs> I mean, High <laughs> League Central group chat over the past few weeks. It's just been me litting yeah. it up with, you know, comments it's, and words and how he should just leave and things like that. So yeah.
1: Yeah. it's been me slowly shifting towards that position, it's very like inching towards I'm like I to I mean, accept this.
0: It's it's just the stats, man. Like I know that he did he did an amazing job with helping AFC U23 achieve history by reaching the the next round, but you look at what he's done in the first team. It's it's mm. awful. It's less than twenty percent win ratio, and he's not beaten an an Asian side other than Indonesia when they were in absolute chaos way back in uh, twenty nineteen. So. I, that let alone, I just think that the FA has to take responsibility because the FA's philosophy and the, the vision all along was we want someone who's been to the World Cup to lead us back to the World Cup or lead us to the World Cup and we've never been to the World Cup. So yeah. that's that's basically the, the vision and how Rajevac was brought in. Everybody was like, oh, I guess the, the method's now defense first. Thailand has to play defensively. Every team, Thailand plays... Thailand has to sit back and and hit on the counter. That's the way that this guy did it when he took Ghana to the World Cup, and that's the way he will do it when he plans to take Thailand. That didn't work out because he didn't understand the Thai nature. He didn't understand how strict he had to be. He doesn't understand the way that Thai football worked, yada, 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 all that. Nishino's Mm -hmm. come on... All the same problems again. At first, it looks all good. Oh, it's it's the balance style, it's the Japanese way. You know, Japan's gone it to the World Cup year in, year out. This is the guy who will take us. You look at you look at Paul's previous comments about Nishino, one of the weirdest lineups in a World Cup qualification game. Plus, Japan took that 2 0 lead against Belgium when it all went wrong. So again, you could blame it on the coach, you could blame it on T, but consistently, this guy has picked weird lineups not been praised for his ability to do man-on-man coaching for his ability to be vocal and and with the press as well he has a unique approach that doesn't fit thailand doesn't fit thai media so i think that there are more wrongs than rights for for what he's done so far and especially for the first team so it's tough it's tough to see him and and i get your point again Changing managers, it's not going to be like a simple, you know, oh, we're, we've solved it. Thailand's back on track again. Thailand's going to go far in Asian competitions. Thailand's going to be able to reach the World Cup. It's not just one manager. But I think that this guy isn't the right manager to take Ooh. us to those steps. So maybe it's time to to go back to square one again and properly this time properly start with an implemented system in youth football, making sure that everything's right, building a new center, having coaches from youth to top playing the same way, all that Thailand way that they want it. And they just scrapped over the past two or three years. It's a, it's a tough situation here, And I, I have to ask you as well, do you, you, you did mention to me off camera that you do have a list of criteria. You do have a list of, of um, ideas that you want, the, the new manager to fulfill. So please share that.
1: Yeah. So what I would have done had this campaign not been a disaster is ideally I would have kept Nishino in for the rest of the cycle. So keep him until the end of the China AFC 2023 and bring a new manager who will eventually take over the senior team and put him in charge of the U23s and the U20s. And that age group is really important right now because the U23s have the Asian games next year the U-20s have a chance to go to the U-20 World Cup in Indonesia, which because it's in our neighboring country, we should really try and get there. And that those both are ending in 2023. So once those campaigns are over, if that coach does a good job, he can become the first team coach replacing Nishino. That's what would have been ideal because again, Nishino's not going to be here forever. You know, look at his age for, for a start. He wasn't going to be here forever. I think keeping him for a cycle made perfect sense. Now, though, it's going to be tough. Um... It's hard to get a manager who will do all three age groups. Uh, you don't know which ones to prioritize. It's very difficult. I think the next uh, tournament in China is very important for us to you know, reassert ourselves and get our confidence back on the international stage. And yeah, I don't really have candidates. I mean, I, I do have candidates. I don't want to start saying my candidates. <laughs> I'll say the criteria that I have. I think it's really important the next manager has worked in Thailand before and done well in Thailand. I think it's important the next manager is good with young players, has a track record of bringing through young players and is willing to take chances on players who, you know, if you're confronted with a chance to play a 30-year-old, you know, left back or a much younger left back, I'd pick a coach that picks a much younger left back would be better. Just saying in general, right? And I'm not saying names here. Uh, (laughs) Things like that. So willing to play younger players, has worked in Thailand before, so he understands. And lastly, this one is a bit more difficult. Is it plays the style that the Thai players can get behind?
0: Mm. That doesn't
1: necessarily mean possession-based style. It means the style that Thai players can get behind. And I had a great talk with with Keish in the last podcast, and I asked him about what kind of style we want to play, what South Asian teams we want to play. And he said, "Yeah, he he loves Tan Cheng Ho's possession football, but he himself doubts that he can take a team far enough in Asia, right? right? And that to be able to play possession football, you have to be." ingrained in it from a young age and really buy into it. And it, it takes a very long time. Thai fans want to see possession football. I want to see possession football. I support it all the way. But I think that we also want to have success. We don't want to fall behind. And I think the best thing we can do now is find a halfway house between the ryavach way and the, the Zico way. Find the, a proper halfway meeting point between them. And I think that yeah, with those three criteria, I have a few names in mind, but I'll save that for, for later when when we actually have to talk about specific people.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's in itself is for another podcast. You want of candidates? We can even make a, a show, uh, a scouting show for Thailand yeah. Central here. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I totally agree with your criteria. I would add another one though. I would add another one, which is technical side. Carlos Ramogosa. This guy needs to have an input on on who yeah. the next head coaches. We don't want again the same scenario of in the meeting room, managers come hand in their profile. It's like a job interview. We don't want job interviews anymore in in, in the FA. Yeah. yeah. He needs to he needs to take charge. He needs to go out there and find the man and get the man. He he can't be waiting for coaches to come in his office, knock on the door and say, hey tomorrow I want to you know apply <laughs> to be the, the next head coach <laughs> of the time. I think I <laughs> remember <laughs> I remember one manager leaving. We can't have daily news and selfies of coaches looking in front of the 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 FA and finding a job anymore. That needs to end. And it's it's a bit it's a bit sad that that's how Nishino got his job. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I just think it has to change. That has to be an extra criteria.
1: I still remember the certain manager who left Tong and I just walked up to the FA and then the FA put on social media, would you want this guy to be our coach? I mean, this is finding out. Yeah, actually that's a good point about, about, about Carles and the Econo approach. I think if, if you have to trade on the working in Thailand to get someone who Ekono approves of, because of course there's not many Econo coaches, approved coaches in Thailand. Mm-hmm. So I think you want to switch. Uh, it'll be hard to get someone who's, who, who both has worked in Thailand and, has been approved by by Econo and by Carla. So it'll be interesting to see if someone can actually match all four criteria.
0: Yeah, and I think that youth teams have to be the, the number one priority now. Like, I think Messi J, China songerson said in an interview uh, a few a few years or not, if not last year, then maybe uh, the year before, that if Thailand's going to go to the World Cup, the, the, the players taking us there aren't the ones playing in the first team. They aren't the mm-hmm. ones playing in the U23 team. They're probably the ones around 10 to 15 right now making yeah. their first ever national team debut. You know what I mean? At, mm-hmm, at the youth mm-hmm. level. So, yeah. those are the guys, those are the kids who will take Thailand to the World Cup. And Econo have to work their butts off to make sure that none of these guys fall off along the way. We want to push as many China tips, Tiratons, Tirsins to the first team as much as possible. Do you just look at the gap between Tirsin Dangda and Supanat Munta? Generational talent, Thailand had to wait 15 years. Count the amount of strikers who've, Thailand have said, this is gonna be the next Tirsin. this is gonna be the next Tirsin, and have failed miserably. Count the amount of names in that mm-hmm. list. So it's it's time that we see a, a Supanat, a Tirsin every other year. It's time that we see a, a Chinatip, every three years, every four years, you know, instead of one for every 10, 15 years. So definitely, I, I think that the, the youth team, man, ever since this FA took over, our, our youth team haven't won much. I think that there's the, the 2017 year that Thailand won the, I think it was the U19 or U20, something like that in, in Myanmar, I believe we won on penalties with Coach Yong, who's was the, the, the coach at that time. I think Thailand won on penalties. And mm-hmm. since then, U15, uh, 16, 17, all the way up to 23. Thailand haven't won anything yet. Not, not even the sea games. Barely won any games against ASEAN sides, and just struggled. I think that the the U19 team that that exited the the Cambodia tournament uh, a, mm. a year, two years ago. Now I think that was the worst I've seen the U19 team play. And yeah, it, it's just it's just sad. I think that it was at Vietnam actually. But yeah, it, it's just sad to see. And if you want to see
1: a perfect example of the FA overreacting and. Know, not committing to a style look at that exactly you know they gave econo all the age groups i think up to age 20 and then when it didn't go so well at first because obviously it takes time to adapt to a whole new style of playing they were like nope and they rolled back let a lot of the coaches go and really kept only for the younger levels that's a perfect example we can't do that you know we can't do that at a youth level and we can't do that at senior level you know if what if vietnam let's say Park so it started slowly uh, Vietnam's active he didn't win his first few games. Like, can you imagine how different everything would be? No, they, they have to stick to an approach, stick to a manager, and it's international football. You know, managers last a long time. It's not like club football. I mean, sure, you look at Thailand, cool, two year, three-year stints seems like a long time in club football. But for international management, you'd be thinking four, five, six years ahead with managers. That's how you're supposed to think. And nobody in the FA. And it, it confuses me because there's so much, so much resources there. So it's so much time to think about these things, right? Just sit down, look at the entire international calendar coming up for the next few years and plan ahead. It's not that difficult. Plan ahead, right? And if it doesn't start well, stick with the plan, right? If it stops, you know, have a plan B to go to. Don't have a plan A. Plan A fails. Okay, sit and think of a new plan A. Don't have plan A, B, C already, you know, you have time to think. You had a year to think, right? You had a year of no football at all to think. And clearly they haven't thought. So now we have to see how it goes in the next few months.
0: Yeah, your point about the sitting down and scheduling part, it's it doesn't take that, you know, it doesn't take a genius to figure it out because Mm. the schedule is there from FIFA every year. You just lay it out, sit in a room together. If you don't want to be in the same room, open Zoom like (laughs) what we're doing now and just plan As simple as that. Just plan ahead. Yeah, we have do a, that in uh, our free time. We do that in yeah. our free
1: time. We will yeah, look up we'll the calendar time. and plan Thailand. Exactly. Exactly. You can hire us anytime you want. We can send you <laughs> our. Uh, we can record our meeting minutes and send them to you if you want. <laughs> uh, no problem.
0: One final, <laughs> one final question for you. Does the next Thai head coach have to be Thai, foreign, or do you not mind?
1: I I don't mind. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy against Thai coaches. Of course. I just don't see who from this current list is ready to do that. And fits all the criteria. I just don't see who can do it. But if, Mm. if someone who can do all those things appears, sure. That's higher than, but for me, it's more about the criteria, the identity of the coach doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, for sure. I totally 100% agree with what you just said there. Doesn't matter the nationality, doesn't matter if he's been to the World Cup, doesn't matter if he's are mm. coaching at the at the Asian level, European level, South American level, doesn't matter if he wants to really help Thai football and he has the knowledge of doing so and he has the resources take him. That's that's the only thing I could say. Anyways again, it's been good talking to you. I hope that Thai football comes back to its peak again. Till next time, study cup.